Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Hey everyone, it's Bethany Blankley hosting America's Betrayal on Renegade Talk Radio. I am bewildered, confused, disgusted, and quite honestly, sometimes for a lack of words, at a loss of words, to know how to respond to the blatant hypocrisy of Christians in America who can show and express selective grief for people who are shot and killed in a church, yet the same grief is not shown for people who are shot and killed outside of a church. And I'm not just talking about blacks being shot in America. I'm not talking about Jews who are the number one targeted victims of hate crimes in America. According to FBI statistics, it is Jews, not blacks, not gays, not Muslims, not transgender, not any trans anything. Jews are the number one victims of hate crimes. I do not see any Christians wringing their hands and weeping and and just in total remorse and upset about the number of people who are killed every day in America outside of a church. And I don't want to belittle or demean the nine people who were killed in Charleston, South Carolina. But the reality is that the the fact that people are so upset about this is disgusting when far worse is happening to Christians because of American taxpayer dollars and debt and politicians that we just turn a blind eye to, how our money, our weapons, our transportation, our ammunition, our resources are funding genocide of Christians throughout the world, specifically in the Middle East, and trading Little Christian girls under the age of nine who are stripped naked, their vaginas are cut open and sewed closed over and over and over again by ISIS and the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and whomever else. I'd like a free Toyota truck and I'd like a free gun. But I don't get that from our federal government. The American government owes me a free truck and a free gun because that's what ISIS has got. And why does ISIS get a free check and free gun and all the ammunition and weapons and everything left over from Iraq? Why do they get all of that for free and then use it in addition to the money that we're sending Iran and then use it to enslave little Christian girls under the age of nine who are sold in batches of several hundred shoved into containers after they've been examined, stripped naked And then violated over and over and over again, worse than how we treat cattle. Every single Christian in America is responsible for how their tax dollars are spent in terms of killing Christians overseas. And yet we can pat each other on the backs and go to the national prayer breakfast every year and feel good about ourselves and talk about religious freedom in America when we do nothing about the consequences of our apathy and the consequences of our support of politicians who are funding the genocide of Christians with our taxpayer dollars and debt throughout the world. And there are three pastors I want people to look up. Saeed Abedini in jail in Iran. 
Where are the quote unquote Christians in Congress who are quote unquote negotiating a deal with Iran? Why is there no discussion about Christian persecution in Iran as part of this deal of us sending our sworn enemy $12 billion? And what about Umar Melinde? His video is on my website. He's a Christian pastor in Uganda. And because he became a Christian, he left Islam. His father and brother are in the Dawah. The Dawah is, is, uh, is similar to a uh, seminary where uh, Christians learn about how to preach the Bible or to teach theology. Well, the Dawah is the same way. It's training and teaching people who teach about Islam or quote-unquote missionaries. Anyway, he has acid uh, poured on his face. And he's a Christian. I, I don't see anybody lamenting and saying we need to help him. And what are the Christians doing about Saeed Abedini? What are they doing about the hundreds of thousands of Christians who've been killed and slaughtered in Syria by the very politicians they voted for? Ignorance is not an excuse. The Internet exists. Thousands of miles is not an excuse. The information is there, and people choose to do with it what they want or don't want to do. They choose to ignore it. They choose to be apathetic. They choose to do nothing. And yes, we can go and fly a couple of hours to Charleston, South Carolina and, and pray with these people in solidarity and forgive the killer. But the reality is we do nothing about something far worse happening to Christians and pastors on other continents on the globe. So there's Saeed Abedini, you can Google him, read about his plight, and talk to your elected official as to why they are doing nothing about the fact that he's being persecuted in a jail in Iran. And he's not the only American. Why are Americans being persecuted and tortured in Iranian jails? Why are we sending them billions of dollars? And what are we doing about the Christians who are being persecuted and thrown acid on and killed and traded in sex slave, sex slave bazaars in Uganda? Then there's a third pastor I want people to Google. His video is on my website as well. His name is James McConnell from Belfast, Northern Ireland. And he's preaching in his church about Islam being evil. And he's saying that Islam is of the devil and it's satanic and it's a heathen, it's a heathen ideology. Well, and he's, and he's explaining how what the Bible teaches and what the Quran teaches are not the same. That Jesus is not a prophet of Muhammad. That Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. This is what Christians believe. Christians do not believe the same thing as Muslims. If that were the case, there would be no need to, for a Quran. But the Quran, like the Book of Mormon says there's additional revelation to the Bible, that the Bible is not really the end-all, be-all. It's not the word of God. And Jesus was just a prophet pointing to Muhammad and Allah. And what's happening to James McConnell? Well, they're going to prosecute him because it's a hate speech now to speak about hell and what is not and what is and is not Christianity and what is and is not taught in the Bible. How is it hateful to talk about an ideology that enslaves women and children? How is it hateful to say, I am against female genital mutilation that is institutionalized within Islam? I am against child marriage. I am against pedophilia. 
All of that is institutionalized in Islam. How is that hate speech? How is that? How are those practices not satanic? Are the people prosecuting James McConnell for preaching in his church? Are they now going to say that all of these crimes against humanity are not actually crimes against humanity? And that Islam is the law of the land? By the way, this is coming from the same concept of construct of laws that says you can be prosecuted for not providing a cake for a gay couple. So bakers are losing their jobs in Northern Ireland and in Ireland and throughout the world in Western countries, not just in the United States of America. You can have religious freedom and destroy women and children's lives under Islam, but you can't have religious freedom to speak to the truth in your own church to your own congregants on private property in a church in Northern Ireland. But that is what is happening to pastors. Pastors who are preaching the gospel are being killed in Iran. They're being imprisoned in Iran. In fact, they don't exist in any Arabic countries. They certainly don't exist in Saudi Arabia. They don't exist in Egypt. They're having acid thrown on their face like Umar Melinde in Uganda, and they're being prosecuted for not preaching according to censorship in Northern Ireland. Listen to what James McConnell has to say about that. And if you don't know the names that he cites of whose company he's in, like Tyndall and Knox and Wycliffe, then how on earth can you say that you're a Christian when you don't even know your own heritage? I'm going to take a break. We're going to talk more about hypocrisy of Christianity in America. And uh, you're listening to Bethany. I'm Renegade. Talk soon. Today, fortunately, by Malala Yousafzai, who is one of our favorites. Uh, she is a young woman who is uh, a Nobel uh, Peace Prize recipient, which I think is apropos for today. You know, uh, I, I have to, uh, I, have, I have one job, and it's a pretty simple job. Uh, I come in in the morning. And we look at the news, and I write jokes about it. And then I make a couple of faces, and uh, like a, like a noise, like a, <laughs> and uh, and then it's just cha-ching, and I'm out the door. Um, but I, I didn't do my job today. I didn't, so I apologize. I got nothing for you in terms of like jokes and sounds. Uh, because of, of what happened in South Carolina. And maybe if I wasn't nearing the end of the run or this wasn't such a common occurrence, maybe uh, I could have pulled out of the spiral, but I didn't. And so I honestly have, have nothing uh, other than just sadness, once again, that we have to peer into the abyss of the depraved violence that we do to each other and the nexus of a just gaping racial wound that will not heal yet we pretend doesn't exist and uh i'm confident though that by acknowledging it by staring into that and seeing it for what it is we still won't do jack (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's us And that's the part that blows my mind. I don't want to get into the political argument of the guns and things, but what what blows my mind is the disparity of response between when we think people that are foreign are going to kill us and us killing ourselves. If this had been what we thought was Islamic terrorism, it would fit into our, we, we invaded two countries and spent trillions of dollars and thousands of American lives. And now 
fly uh, uh, unmanned death machines over like five or six different countries, all to keep Americans safe. It's got it. We got to do whatever we can. We'll torture people. We got to do whatever we can to keep Americans safe. Nine people shot in a church. What about that? Hey, what are you going to do? Crazy is as crazy is, right? That's the part that I cannot, for the life of me, wrap my head around. And you know it. You know that it's going to go down the same path. This is a terrible tragedy. They're already using uh, uh, the nuanced language of lack of effort for this. This is a terrorist attack. This is a, a violent attack on the Emanuel Church in South Carolina, which is a symbol uh, for the black community. It has stood uh, in that part of Charleston for a hundred and some years and has been attacked viciously many times, as many black churches have. And to pretend that, I, I heard someone on the news say, well, tragedy has visited this church. This, this wasn't a tornado. This was a racist. This was a guy with a Rhodesia badge on his sweater. And, you know, so the idea that we're, you know, I hate to even use this pun, but this one is black and white. It's, there's no nuance here. This is, uh, and, and we're gonna keep pretending like, I don't get it, what happened? This one guy lost his mind. But this, we are steeped in that culture in this country and we refuse to recognize it. And I cannot believe how hard people are working to discount it. Uh, in South Carolina, the roads that black people drive on are named for Confederate generals who fought to keep black people from being able to drive freely on that road. That's, that's insanity. That's racial wallpaper. That's, that's, you can't allow that. You know, nine people were shot in a black church by a white guy who hated them, who wanted to start some kind of civil war. The Confederate flag flies over South Carolina and the roads are named for Confederate generals. And the white guy's the one who feels like his country's being taken away from him. We're bringing it on ourselves. And that's the thing, Al-Qaeda, all those guys, ISIS, they're not compared to the damage that we can apparently do to ourselves on a regular basis. So. Uh, our guest tonight is an incredible person who suffered uh, unspeakable violence uh, by extremists and her perseverance and uh, determination through that uh, to continue on is an incredible inspiration. And to be quite honest with you, I don't think there's anyone else in the world I would rather talk to tonight than Malala. So that's what we're going to do. And sorry about no jokes. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's Bethany at Renegade Talk Radio. And, you know, I continue to be amazed even... Even more so than I thought I could be previously, or even disgusted by the hypocrisy of Christians in America. 
I keep getting these emails about prayer and money and all this other nonsense about going to be in solidarity with people in, in Charleston, South Carolina. And I do not want to belittle or demean the deaths of the nine people who were killed. But I can't recall when any Christians got together in solidarity or support or to publicly pray or to send money or just wring their hands in grief on Memorial Day weekend. I can't remember where were the pastors and the Christians all gathering together in solidarity to grieve over the 56 people who were shot in Chicago and the 12 people who were killed all on Memorial Day weekend in Chicago. And of those 12 killed, four was it, one was a four-year-old girl and three were teenagers. Where were the Christians then? Where were they grieving? And just be moaning and belaboring themselves and wringing their hands of grief. Or the 23 who were shot in New York City on the same weekend over Memorial Day. Where were the Christians then? Were they, on, were they out just ignoring all of the, the shootings and at their little barbecue? Or their church service and praising God and being grateful for religious liberties in America. Five people, five people were killed over Memorial Day weekend, four with guns. And I guess that's not enough because it wasn't nine people, but there certainly were enough killed over in Chicago over Memorial Day weekend. Twelve were killed there. Nine were killed in Baltimore over Memorial Day weekend. What do you have to do? Get shot in a church to be relevant? Is a life any less sacred depending on if they're shot in the street or a car versus if they're shot in a church? And is the problem really the Confederate flag or the name of a street sign? Really? Come on. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The hypocrisy of Americans, especially Christian Americans is mind boggling. We can have this prayer breakfast every year in Washington and pat everybody on the back and talk about how God is good and all these great things about America. But all of those same Christians are still supporting the politicians who are bombing and killing Christians worldwide. Every single Christian in the United States of America has blood on their hands. Every single Christian who pays tax dollars who votes for a politician who funds the bombing and genocide of Christians in the Middle East especially, but throughout the world, you have blood on your hands. Forget about the people being killed in gun violence or the Confederate flag in the United States of America. There are millions of Christians being persecuted and killed worldwide. I don't see any of this hand-wringing or public displays of grief or prayers or holding hands or forgiveness or all this other nonsense. I don't see any of this pharisaical behavior when it comes to all the persecution of Christians that they're, that your money is funding. Every single person who pays tax dollars, your money is funding ISIS. Where do you think ISIS got their guns and their Toyota trucks from? How did they get trained? Who trained them? Our military, our CIA, trained the very people who are killing Christians. Go to Qatar. In fact, go with Lindsey Graham because he's buddy buddies with the people in Qatar. Qatar is one of the is the only place besides the United States of America that has the largest US military base. And what is Qatar? It is home to the Muslim Brotherhood. Who else is funding ISIS besides the United States government? Saudi Arabia? 
the United Kingdom, Turkey, Qatar. The reality is that the very people who want to talk about religious liberty and who get so upset when Christians are being killed or they can't preach or do whatever, they turn a blind eye and they do absolutely nothing when it comes to Christians who are being persecuted overseas. It's as if they have sele- people here in America have selective grief. It's the same nonsense I heard in February of this year after the 21 Egyptian Christians were beheaded on YouTube. Again, what does it have to take? YouTube videos for people to see what's happening to Christians? I got an email from a Christian event planning group in New York and they sent me an email I was on an email list and they sent this thing about, and I'm going to quote you what they wrote. This is what they said. Over the last 48 hours, we have focused our creativity and resources on supporting an appropriate response to the 21 Egyptian Christian martyrs, end quote. Then he goes on to explain in this email that his team created a website. He asked thousands of churches to have a quote-unquote moment of silence on Sunday, February 22nd. He was encouraging people to pray every morning during Lent at 7.03 a.m. for quote-unquote solidarity. This is the biggest bunch of BS nonsense I've ever heard. Give me a break. The very same person who sent this email is supported Barack Obama, who helped create ISIS to overthrow Assad so that they could have complete control with the Muslim Brotherhood. And what has happened? Over a million people have been displaced. Hundreds and thousands of Christians have been murdered, massacred. What on earth are the Christians praying for solidarity doing about Female genital mutilation and little girls under the age of nine being sold into slavery. This is a direct response of policies in Washington, D.C. made by politicians that quote unquote Christians support. Lindsey Graham, guilty of treason. Barack Obama, guilty of treason. George W. Bush, guilty of treason. John McCain, guilty of treason. Whoever says that we're going to send money to Iran, who is our sworn enemy... Then you look them in the face and you tell them how on earth can they justify sending money to their sworn enemy when the third, when the article three of the constitution says that that definition in and of itself is treason. Do people not care anymore? Does the constitution not matter? And what about these street signs and the Confederate flag in South Carolina? Wake up, South Carolinians. Go to Holy Islamville. Drive to Northern the northern area of South Carolina, and you will find one of one of only two completely Sharia compliant towns. The other one is in upstate New York, in Hancock, New York. It's called Islamburg. But you can go to Holy Islamville in South Carolina. Seriously, you're so concerned about people getting shot in church. Well, it's going to happen a lot more and not just in church. What do you think the purpose of Islam is? It's submission to Allah or death. What do you think care is doing in South Carolina? Do you even know that your state constitution, that there are attempts being made right now for your state constitution to be Sharia compliant? Do you even know what Sharia is? Yet you can publicly mourn the death of nine people who are killed in church. You're not. What are you doing for the Christians who are being killed every day, who are being sold into slavery every day? And it doesn't matter that it's happening thousands of miles away. 
That's completely irrelevant. That does not negate any of our responsibility to do something. Which of these banks are funding terrorism? And do you bank with those banks? Do you understand the involvement of HSBC or Chase or all of the other large banks and their involvement with terrorist activities? Do you know anything about Navy SEALs' families or former military members' families who are suing large banks because of funding funding terrorists that falls within the definition of treason of Article 3 of the Constitution? Does that matter? Does it bother you that who you bank with is funding terrorists? Does it bother you that who you vote for and pat on the back is funding terrorists? Seriously, ask Lindsey Graham about his involvement with Qatar. And if you don't know what Qatar is, you should because they're funding Common Core. And then you have a whole new thing to discuss with your love affair with Jeb Bush. For every single Christian who says they support Jeb Bush then basically what you're supporting is Islam and Islam being taught as a state-sponsored religion through Common Core. So the same people who want to talk about religious freedom and the First Amendment are doing nothing about Common Core in their own states, which is shoving Islam down kids' throats. Beyond the transgender nonsense of girls not being girls or boys not being boys or teaching anal sex to little, little, little kids... I'm talking about kids under the age of middle school, elementary school. I've got to take a break. I'm going to talk more about Islam and the hypocrisy of Christians in America because what Christians in America are doing and not doing is absolutely disgusting. When they can be like the Pharisees and publicly display grief selectively when nine people are killed in a church, but yet... None of that happens when when blacks are killed somewhere else, not outside of a church, or when Christians are being killed and persecuted. Little girls are being stripped naked and sold. Their vaginas are being cut and ripped open over and over and over again. These are little Christian girls under the age of nine. What on earth are American Christians doing? Are you planning your summer vacation? Sending your kids to camp? Well, the Christians in Iraq and Syria don't have the luxury. And the blood of everybody's hands is on the American taxpayer who refuses to see what, their responsibil- what they are responsible for. And I'm going to bring up several pastors on three different continents who are talking about the real threat, not just for Christians, but for life in itself. We'll be back You're listening to Bethany Blankley. I'm Renegade Talk Radio. To learn more and listen to more, go to my website. I have these videos on my website on BethanyBlankley.com. Stick this in your ear. Number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade. Renegade Talk Radio. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. Back, it's Bethany at Renegade Talk Radio. I want to talk more about Islam, especially in South Carolina, for the Christians who are so concerned about people being shot and killed and wanting to change street names and the Confederate flag. What you really need to be focusing on is Holy Islamville in your state that is propagating Sharia and Common Core, which is teaching Islam. 
And for any of you who actually support Jeb Bush, ask him about where his money, where his wealth is coming from in terms of Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and many other foreign governments that are Islamic controlled or the Libyan Investment Authority, which is which has helped propagate Common Core in America. The common myth is that Common Core came from the governors. That's not true. Common Core came from Pearson Education, which is a company that is owned largely by its shareholders who have terrorist connections. The Libyan Investment Authority was founded by Muammar Gaddafi's son, Sifal Islam, and five of Gaddafi's family members, family members own, sh- own shares. Now, these are the other people who've invested with the Libyan Investment Authority. The United Arab Emirates has designated CARE as a terrorist organization, so CARE is one of them. The Council on Islamic Relations, it exists in South Carolina, by the way. It's trying to get rid of the Constitution, not just the United States Constitution, but the state Constitution to make it Sharia compliant. Turkey. Saudi Arabia, Muslim Brotherhood, all of these organizations and countries have invested in the Libyan Investment Authority, which has funded Pearson Education. And what is Pearson Education doing? Pearson Education created the curriculum for Common Core. It also tests and assesses public school teachers. It also assesses and, and categorizes children's data into a system that was actually developed under George W. Bush. The problem is that Common Core is teaching Islam in public schools. It is part of the Muslim Brotherhood's manifesto. They have a strategic goal for the group in North America. This is not a joke. You can read about it on my website under America's Betrayal on BethanyBlankley.com. Documents were revealed in a Holy Land Foundation trial. It was the largest terror funding trial in U.S. history, and this was 2007. And the FBI uncovered a manifesto. There's an, there's an Arabic translated to English version that talks about transforming North America, not just the United States of America, but Canada also, into a Sharia-compliant land. And a lot of people will say, well, that would never happen. America's too large. There's no way we would ever allow uh, Islam or jihadists or whatever to take over. But the reality is we're allowing Islam to be taught in our public school system. I want to repeat that. We are allowing Islam to be taught in public schools. So you can't pray, you can't read the Bible, you can't talk about Jesus Christ, you can't have the Ten Commandments, you can't talk about the pilgrims or anything related to history of Christianity in America, but you can pledge allegiance in Arabic, you can observe Muslim holy days, You can learn vocabulary lessons within the context of of a false teaching about Islam, which teaches Muhammad was an astute businessman when, in fact, he was not. The only reason he got any wealth at all was by killing and raiding Jewish caravans and Jewish merchants. That's the only reason that he ever had any money or guns. He never he wasn't a he was illiterate. He couldn't write, couldn't read. 
If being an astute businessman means killing Jews and taking their women and possessions, then that is what we are teaching children vocabulary lessons to learn about Islam. If you want to take your child out of this curriculum, they will get an F. There's no alternative to not being taught this. Now, why are children being taught the five pillars of Islam? Why are children being taught to pray in a specific area? It doesn't make any sense. Or to pray in the direction towards Mecca. And why are third graders being taught how to create a pamphlet about Islam to introduce little children, kindergartners, to Allah? And why are they being taught that the God of Muslims and Christians and Jews are the same in public school? Why are children being taught to recite in class the Shahada? There is no God but Allah. Why are, why are children in public school being taught the Muslim call to prayer? Seriously, this is what's happening in our public schools. This is what Jeb Bush supports. This is what the Bush family has been doing since George W. Bush was in office. No Child Left Behind was about collecting data of children, which, by the way, violates the 14th Amendment. Every single parent in the United States who is a citizen of this country, they have a right under the 14th Amendment to direct the upbringing and education of their own child. The child is not a ward of the state. The child is under the care, legally, of the parents. And the parents have the power to control the education of their own child. The parent has the right to raise, his or, to raise their children from, and protect them from unreasonable state interferences. It's part of the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. The reality is that unless Christians are going to stand up and say, no, we are not going to have Islam taught in our public schools, then it will just keep continuing. And we can feel bad about the fact that people are being killed and shot, regardless if they're being shot in a church or out of a church, and we can blame the Confederate flag, but all of that is a distraction. The reality is the Holy Islamville exists in South Carolina, and Common Core is teaching Islam in South Carolina. And what Christians need to be looking at is who is giving money to Lindsey Graham? What has he been funding in terms of what has caused persecution of Christians? Same thing with Jeb Bush. Same thing with George Bush, George W. Bush. The reality is that our leaders, including Barack Obama, our leaders are funding genocide of Christians. And unless they get thrown out of office and held accountable... Nothing will change. We can wring our hands and we can pray and feel so upset about people being killed in America when our money and our apathy are causing far worse. Imagine yourself or your family member being had, having acid thrown on them simply because they're a Christian. Imagine your nine-year-old niece or child, your nine-year-old daughter, your nine-year-old niece, your nine-year-old granddaughter being stripped naked and shipped in a container, shoved in there with 300 other little girls, nine years old and younger. And imagine their vaginas being cut and sewn up to prove that they are virgins, to be sold to Muslim men. That is what is happening to Christian little girls everywhere under Islam. And yet you allow Islam to exist in a Sharia-compliant town in your own state. I cannot think of anything more hypocritical 
We're so concerned about this false nonsense about racism in America. We are all members of the human race. People do not kill each other because of skin color. They kill each other because of hatred in their heart and ignorance and stupidity. When are we going to wake up? Wake up, people in South Carolina. Wake up to the fact that you have people pledging allegiance to the United States in Arabic. Wake up to the fact that the Homeland Security Advisor, who's now in Houston overseeing this mass influx of immigrants who are Muslims, not Christian refugees, but Muslims who are coming in 100,000 a month into the United States. And Obama's Homeland Security Advisor, now in charge of this immigration influx, he says that the U.S. Constitution is Sharia compliant, that America is an Islamic nation. If that's the case, then what are we doing about that? What are you doing as taxpayers, as voters? And what are you going to do about these poor little girls who are being traded and used in a worse way than your own dog is? I'm going to talk more about the criminal Muslim ideology, especially what's happening in Europe. And if you don't think it's going to happen here or it isn't happening here, you're fooling yourselves, just like the Austrians and the Germans who voted for Hitler and who voted for the Nazi party. They were only 6% of the population, and look what happened there. And yes, people could say, well, America's a lot larger and that would never happen here. And I say, nonsense, it's already happening here. Go to Holy Islamville in South Carolina. And you can say, we didn't know. We didn't know anything about it. Well, you are responsible for not knowing. You can't claim ignorance on this. You're listening to Bethany Blankley. I'm going to talk more about Islam in the coming days on, on following programs. Thanks for joining me on Renegade Talk Radio.